Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. You mentioned this because we, we, we talked about this for probably 30 seconds before we jumped on here, but you'd mentioned, you know, there is a level of consequence that that comes with failure. Um, and sometimes the consequence might be shame, guilt, fear. It might just be the fact that I know I did, I didn't measure up to what my values are. Sometimes, you know, that is a consequence, right? Someone feels terrible for what they did. That's a consequence. But obviously they're, they're, you know, to, to take it to the other extreme. I mean, people go to prison for, for committing certain acts of, 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 of violence or, or, or wrongdoing. So we often, I think, think of, of moral failure as simple but but it, but it is hard it's complicated because because we all struggle and i think you mentioned like some of the issues like like across the church world right now there's just scandals after scandals i mean the for good reason and for poor reason like i think some people are just hate the church and then there's other other people that just like you want like you want you don't want things to be covered up and and regardless of where that ends up, like there's been so many scandals that have come to light. And often the question is like, what do you do about it? Because on one hand, um, you want to offer forgiveness, but within the same breath, like there, there has to be consequence for things like, for example, someone who, you know, someone who, uh, hurts children or, or something like, like that, you know, it would probably be unwise right after someone were to hurt a child to say, Hey, you know, you said you're sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to put you with children, you know, unsupervised. Like, like some people say, like, don't, you, don't you believe in forgiveness? Don't you believe in redemption? It's like, yes. Um, but there's also just a measure of wisdom and, and, um, and trying to protect and trying to protect not only the person who maybe have stumbled, but the person who, you know, the child themselves. Um, so it's interesting that the conversation is both straightforward and it's, it's complicated, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. And then, and then I want to hear from you. I think that me personally, in my core, in my worldview, I try to live my life like a, assuming if i'm going to assume i want to try to assume that most people are doing the best they can with what they have um i don't think everyone's a sociopath i don't even think that many people are i i don't and what i mean by sociopath is that people are just out to harm others they enjoy think, hurting others they enjoy they they don't feel bad about hurting others and they might even enjoy it i think most people are doing the best with what they have but we fail and we fall at times. And, and I would rather err on the side of grace and err on the side of giving people the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, knowing that, you know, some choices are going to come with consequences. Some consequences are going to be more severe than others. And unfortunately, there's, there's not really any way around that in this world. So I don't know. What do you, I just said a lot. What, do you have any response to any of that? Yeah. Uh, um, the, the way that I often break down 
like what the what the whole point of like why do we feel so viscerally strong around those two things like the whole idea of like what does justice mean it means making things right which means in order thing for us to say we we are advocating for any kind of justice is we have to agree on what is right what is good what's a good starting point where should it be back at um but then mercy is uh, a gift that we don't deserve right so those two things against each like working with each other that's where it gets really comp especially in the christian context so if we're saying that somebody makes a mistake where do we go from there how do we hold them accountable appropriately how do we show them forgiveness but and at the same time the consequences because of their actions what is a loving way to go, to move forward and anyway, in order to do that you have to be able to identify like if we do this as a group or with just people which usually actually all the time when this happens where it's with other people we're having to identify and agree that like this is the harm that was done who was it done by and who was it done to and it's really hard to agree on those things which is why people get a real which is why a lot of people get upset and so and it requires an awful lot of energy and patience and maturity to be able to sit across the table from somebody who's really hurt someone really harmed somebody and be able to hold that which is why we have like you know laws like if you don't really want to be across the, the table from someone who's physically abused your kid or physically abused your spouse that's why we have judicial systems um, but then it, it people get like and then I just brought up another thing, a judicial system that a lot of people don't think is fair because the punishments don't match the crimes and that kind of thing. So from in what we're talking about without going in too deep into those is what do we want justice to do? Do we want it to punish people and like I really want you to hurt or is it do I really want you to heal? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.